Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Funky Monkey MMA. Listening to Funky Monkey MMA. Welcome back to another edition of Funky Monkey MMA. I am Kane Miller, and with me we have Joel Rojas. Our guest today is a top flyweight prospect who is coming off of a dominant victory over Ben Nguyen earlier in July. He has an upcoming fight against Brandon Moreno, who recently competed on the most recent season of The Ultimate Fighter. Please help me welcome Louis Smolka. Louis, thank you for being here. Hey, Kane, thank you for having me. Oh, of course, thank you. Now, like we said, uh, your last win was over Ben Nguyen, where you won via TKO in the second round. Uh, overall, are you happy with your performance and how the fight went? Um, I suppose. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of like, uh, I'm, I have a hard time judging myself because I, 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 I feel like I'm losing as long as the fight is still continuing. Like, I don't feel like I'm, I don't know, just something about it. I feel, like, pressured to finish, and I feel like as long as they're still, like, fighting back, I'm losing. So, I'm, I, I guess so. Looking back, yeah, I suppose I was. That's an interesting way to put it. Yeah, I have yeah, a hard definitely. time engaging my own performances. Yeah, because, so. you know, I thought it was a very impressive performance from you because, you know, Nguyen, he started off very aggressive, and he was actually the one to initiate the grappling did this surprise you, considering the the ground game is kind of your bread and butter? Uh, yeah. Um, I was really surprised that he wanted to go to the ground. I thought, oh, I wouldn't say the ground is my bread and butter, but I thought he had definite advantage of striking, so, or at least maybe not an advantage over me. But uh, that was his strong suit. I thought by far was the striking. I thought that's where he would try to push the game and um try to keep it. But he wanted to go to the ground, and that that really surprised me early on. I remember when we were talking about. Um, McCall's opponent Scoggins coming out, you know, because not being able to perform due to the weight, and you expressed um, that you would like to fight him actually at 135, which kind of threw me a little off guard, but I kind of... Um, I, I was just playing around. I honestly wouldn't mind fighting him, but I was just kind of like, dude, he's kind of a dick for because for, Ian's my boy, yeah, so I was going to fuck this guy, you know? Yeah. I don't want to, I don't know if I could swear on your guys' podcast, but I was just like, man, this guy's a dick. Like, I was just be, I was just, I wouldn't, I actually would fight him, so probably not right now. I still have a lot to fly away, but yeah, I'd, I'd fight him later. Really feel that you should be fighting a top 10, maybe, you know, um, You and me both, or... brother. You and me both, man. I would love to get my hands on somebody, uh, like, a rank a little higher, you know, um, get, get my shot, you know, I, I really had a title shot. I don't, like, you know, it's about building contenders right now. For the UFC, I think they're trying to build up contenders in these young divisions, and you know, trying to you know keep the the fan interest there and stuff. Um, I I think that they're trying to uh like match us up against each other, match up all these young guns against each other, and kind of see who comes out on top and who's what ready to like you know be a contender. So we were right before you got out, we were discussing you know possible matchups and um Moraga, uh, I mean those are great fights that you, even Makovsky, who's I think at number six. 
it would be great fights for you. I mean, one would have to think they cannot deny you anymore. You know, I'm happy to fight. You know, the UFC called. They want to get me out there. I'm hoping that they're trying to, you know, build, like, a career for me. You know, they're trying to get me noticed, trying to have me, you know, get some fights and hopefully, um, you know, be able to, like, be able to make some noise, you know, not just at flyweight, but just as, like, a general, like, star, you know. That's what I'm hoping for to come from this fight. Yeah, because, you know, you're not the first person to tell me that, you know, because I'll give you an example. I was talking to Kobe Covington who's fighting Max Griffin, and he said the same huh. thing, that, you know, he feels he deserves a top 15 opponent, even a top 20 but nobody wanted to face him. I mean, that could very well be the reason. Nobody wanted to fight him in the top 12, 15. So they just wanted to give him exposure and build up his name. So um, maybe that's, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that. That could very well be it. Yeah, um, it, that that does seem like, like they're trying to, you know, because like for, for a lot of the the um the, high, the higher-up guys, you know, the guys that have been around a lot, you know, they've been ranked a lot, they don't have a lot to gain from, from being, like, like a young up and comer with no rate name recognition, it's like a, it's just a high risk, low reward situation, you know. So like if we if they were able to build us up as like these these, these content if they were build us up as contenders, I feel like they'd be like like you know it, it would be good for everyone. That's how I feel it. Yeah, definitely. And you know, you touched on this a bit. You're saying that you know with both of you being top up and comers, do you think that a win here would elevate you into contender status? Maybe. Let's see how many IG followers I get, and I'll get back to you with that. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I'm not sure how much attention is going to be paid on, paid to this fight by the casual fan. You know, you got to see how it's marketed, how everything plays out. But I, I feel it could be, but I'm not 100% sure. we got to see how it plays out, you know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, shifting the attention also back to the fight that you just had, you, you talked about your finishing ability. Uh, during that fight with Nguyen, uh, you really started pouring on the punishment towards the midway and end portion of the first round with your ground and pound. Do you feel that the fight could have been stopped there in the first? Um, I thought there were grounds for it, but honestly, you know, it's a dude's hometown. He's like his big show. You know, you can't you can't take him out of the fight too early. You know, then everyone's mad. Oh, I, I came to watch my my boy fight. You know, I didn't get to watch a fight. You know, you gotta like it's the hometown guy. You gotta go out there. And, you got to put on, you know, you either go out there and get the win or, you know, you have to. Like, people came to see you fight, you know, to put it all on the line. It wasn't a surprise to, to us, but maybe the casual fan, you know, I'm sure that you gained quite a few followers after that fight. I gained like a thousand IG followers. I mean, I don't know how many people were actually too active on IG and whatever who watched um, the UFC, but I like to think that, like, I've gained like a significant more amount of, like, notice, you know, people, like, know my name a, a bit more now. Yeah, and you know, you uh you talked about this briefly, but you know, fighting someone in their hometown, you've had to do that a lot in the UFC. You know, you had to fight uh Patty Houlihan in Ireland, you had to fight Ricky Basulik in Australia, you fight Neil Siri, even though that one wasn't in Ireland, that was one eighty nine with McGregor on there, so there were a ton of Irish fans there. And so mm-hmm. you know what it's like to have that crowd have the momentum shift in the favor of your opponent. And this brings up an an interesting question. You and your teammate, Max Holloway, have expressed interest in a UFC event in Hawaii, and Hawaii has a good amount of stars right now. So do you think that before too long, that event will come to fruition? Yeah, um, I honestly, I've kind of had taken on a slightly different viewpoint on this in the past couple of days. Like, I've kind of thought about it, and I was like, yeah, I'd love to have an event in Hawaii, but I'd really love to have a huge event in Hawaii. You know, because Hawaii's been such a staple in, in MMA for so long. It's like, it's, it seems only right that the first UFC event is a huge deal, you know. 
it's not like some little fight night or whatever. I mean, I would love for it to be like to feature multiple titles, like a huge card on par with like a UFC, like maybe like you know, like 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 189, like like something on par with that. You know, like 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 a, I would love for it to be a humongous event. Yeah, there's a yeah, lot definitely. of fighters from Team Hawaii Elite, you know, and then at Holloway, then you have yourself. I'm going a blank right now, but there's just so many fighters that are coming out of Hawaii that. BJ Penn, you know, maybe who's to say they're not waiting on BJ Penn to come back? I mean, that would be a great draw for you guys as well. I mean, I, I feel I, I'd be so stoked to fight on the thing card as BJ. That'd be amazing. That'd be that'd be great for me. I'd love that. That sounds like that'd be like that's like a little kid dream kind of thing, you know? Yeah, of course. And you know, when the card eventually does take place, because you got to imagine it's going to happen sooner or later. Are there any fighters currently maybe at your gym or just that are popular in Hawaii that you feel would fit in well at that event? Um, yeah, dude. Um, I would love to get uh, Russ, my, my teammate Russell Doan on that card. Um, Lowentine Annis, he's just one FC right now, but I'd love to get him in. Um, every, basically, everybody that's been representing Hawaii, you know, like on, on the national, on the international, even the local level, dude. We, I feel like we have one of the strongest regional scenes as far as talent. As far as the raw talent of guys that are fighting in Hawaii, like at that local and amateur level, I feel like it's one of the best in the world, if not the best. And I, I, I'd love to see a lot of these guys get a shot on the big show. Um, I have my teammate Ryan Dela Cruz. I have um, we have Zane Kamaka and Martin Dave. They're actually fighting at Tachi Palace. I mean, you could go tune into that and see what they how they do things. But they're two amazing fighters as well. You know, I'll have Edward Thomas out here. Uh, Maki Pitolo, Shaden Lealoho. We have like we just have these. We have so much talent. Like we could stack this card top to bottom easy. Like it, it'd be so easy to do. But I mean, I mean, I would love for it to be a huge card. Also, like if it could, if we could get a. I mean, I feel like there's a significant momentum, but I would love for it. like a fan fest, like something like that. Like it would be it would be amazing. And like you said, you have such great talent. Every time they go to Canada, they have people that you know, are just making the UFC that they fill up half the cards with. You go to Ireland, the same thing. I mean, I mean that's how Patty Hooligan came into the UFC. That's how many fighters that are, you know, are the only used for cards in their, in, the, in their country. You know, it's just like, why not? I mean, Hawaii would sell out quick. It would, it would be amazing. I think I think either way it would be a success, but we just be we I'm like we're gonna do it. Why not do it big? You know, why not do it right? That's that's just me being me though. You know, why not have like a few belts go down? Max fight for a belt, me fight for a belt, um, whoever else, whoever else is in contention. You know, just have everybody fight for belts. You know, everybody just like all the Hawaii fighters. If you're listening, everybody just grind real quick, get yourself into title contention, but you know, get some belts. <laughs> that that would be great. Yeah, and you know we talked about like how you know you've had to fight on enemy territory for quite you know for almost the majority of your of your UFC career. So do you think that it would be kind of nice to have like the the have it switched around a bit to have like a, this card in Hawaii and have the crowd entirely on your side now for some reason instead of having to beat a guy like on his on his own uh, home soil. Honestly, I have no idea how it really affects me. I mean, it could be pressure. It might not. Like, I'm not really sure how it would go. I'm I'm not sure. It's one of those weird things. I'd have to go through it to to really figure out how it would be to have the crowd just entirely on my side. I I don't know how it would go. I'll get back to you guys when that actually happens. (laughs) I'll get back to you guys when that happens. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. You know, um, speaking of having a fight, you know, 
in all these like rowdy arenas with all these fans who are cheering for your opponent. How does it feel then to get the win in that scenario? Like how does like the crowd react? Uh, how do people around you act? Does it get a little bit hectic sometimes? Yeah, um, people are disappointed. I feel pretty bad about it, like in hindsight. But at the time, you know, I'm there to do my job. I'm there to, you know, be, become the best in the world to win fights, you know, so. I have to do what I have to do. I do feel bad though. Like like um after Patty's fight and stuff, the way he felt and like dude, um oh, it was just it was bad and I felt I felt kinda bad. Like like we're there to compete. I mean they people who buy the tickets know this going in that their their boy might lose. I know none of them wanna believe they're like, No man, our boy's gonna go out here, he's gonna be victorious, he's gonna put on the show and like but honestly, you know it's not always gonna happen and yeah, it's just that it's just it's the nature of the sport, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's just part of the sport. And you know, obviously, people get a little bit riled up from time to time. But you know, at the end of the day, it's just like you know, it's your performance. You got the win. You've gotten all of your wins in very impressive fashion. And so, I think above all, you should just be happy that you can put on great performances. You know. Yeah, um, I really would love that. You know, to just be cheered for for the nature of the fight. That's how they are in Japan. They just love the nature of the battle. Like we came here to see a fight. Like we'll cheer you regardless of if you beat our hometown boy or not, you know? Would there be anybody that you'd yeah. like to face aside from Demetrius in that, or in that card or just after this fight that you feel you match well up against? I don't even care. I'll fight anybody. It's at this point in life, I'm just like, whatever, dude. I want I want top fives. I want big names. Point. I don't, I, I'm just going to do whatever. Whatever the UFC asked me to do, man. I'm trying to be a company man right now. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, with so much success at a young age for you, one has to imagine that you'll be fighting for the title in the not-too-distant future. If Demetrius Johnson is still the champ when you work your way up, how do you feel you match up with him? I have some theories without giving away too much. Um, I think that his entrances and exits are some of the best, like, in the sport right now. Like, not just when he attacks, but when he also, um, like, when he defends, his defense from striking, like, his his head movement, everything is sensational. But um, I'm, I'm, I think that my range could pose some, some threats to that. And I think that, uh, like honestly, my ability, I just, I, I, I really don't have a reason. Honestly, I, I'm, I'm long, and I feel like he has really good movement. But I just, I feel it, you know. I, I, like, I don't know if you guys ever gambled before, but when you're on a hot streak, and you feel it, you just feel it, you know. You don't really have a reason. That's how I feel. I just got it. I don't really know why. And speaking of Demetrius Johnson, um, what's your take on this new Ultimate Fighter series where the winner gets a shot at Demetrius, and which, you know, they have never even stepped foot in the octagon yet, and yet you're getting a title shot before all these contenders that are that are ranked? I think it's I, – I don't agree with it at all. I'm, I'm not happy with it. and I just – I don't know. It, it's – it, it, I feel over, like I feel overlooked, you know. I feel like like all my hard work is going. Like I mean, I'm sure they have plans. I'm sure the UFC has plans for me, but I don't think that these guys deserve a title shot more than I deserve a title shot. I do not. Uh, I completely agree. Yeah, I agree as well. So you think that it will probably? Do you think that it will kind of put the division on hold for a while to have to go through the show and have to you know wait for? the fight to happen, and then you had a question what's going to happen with Wilson Hayes because he was supposed to fight for the belt, and then there are also other contenders. 
So, yeah, you really got to imagine, like, what the division is going to look like within the next year or so, just based off of the show itself. Yeah, it does seem strange. I don't I, I don't believe that the, that the winner of the show gets the next title shot. I believe it's just a title shot, right? Or they I get the next one. Yeah, I believe it's the next one. If I'm not mistaken, it's the next title oh, shot. They're, they're, oh, man. Well, me over here being Mr. Freaking Balls to the Wall, I'm like, man, I'll run through Wilson Hayes. I'll, go, I'll run through Demetrius, and then I'll fight the winner of that show. But, you know, it's not realistic, but, you know, what I mean? Um, I mean, anything can happen. That's tough. Yeah, I mean, yeah, anything can happen. Who knows? But, I mean, uh, I don't know. It, it it doesn't look good fighting for a belt, but I'd like to put in some work, make my case for a shot of the title. I might have to wait for, I guess, a year now because, yeah, it sounds like a little while because Wilson Hayes is fighting, or maybe at some point I could fight him or whoever ends up being number one contender. I don't really know what's going to happen, but, you know, it's, it's hard to predict, you know, anything, you know, like you said, anything could happen. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, shifting the attention away from that a little bit, you know, when you're not in the gym, when you're not training, uh, how else are you spending your time? Do you have any hobbies or anything like that? Um, I play video games. Um, I play with my daughter, and uh, I drink a lot. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Good way to spend your time. Another another gamer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were talking to uh, Amanda Cooper, who was a tough finalist earlier uh, tonight, and she's also a gamer. She plays a lot of video games and things like that. She was saying that it was kind of an interesting, it was just kind of a break from training and things like that. Is that how you view it, too? Is it just kind of a peaceful hobby that you like to do? Um, I, I guess. I mean, I've spent most of my time playing the, the UFC video game recently, so I don't know if you could call it that. Yeah, I mean, I just like video games. Yeah, I, I, I suppose it does just kind of, like, give you something else to focus on. It kind of, yeah, it, just, it, it does take the edge off. Like, honestly, I'd do this cutting weight if it was possible. I saw um, a video of Thiago Alves once cutting weight in a, a at, like, I guess before he fought GSP. Just cutting weight, playing like Grand Theft Auto in a hot tub, and I was like, "That's how. That's how you do life, right there. That's that's how you do it." <laughs> yeah, definitely. And uh, how old is your daughter that you mentioned? Um, she's seven months old right now. She just made seven months, maybe oh, like okay. a week or two ago. Yeah, she's, she's still a baby. Oh, okay. Oh, well, yeah, congrats on that. Um, Thank you. So when uh, when she gets a little bit older, do you think that, uh, that she'll think it's cool that she has just this professional MMA fighter as a dad? I hope so. I hope I'm cool to her. But uh, <laughs> by the time she's like 16, she's like, Dad, I want a car. Okay, honey. Let me go fight somebody. I'll get you a car. Don't worry. <laughs> Trust me. I have a, a 10 and a 12-year-old. It it gets much more difficult. I mean, what I'm going through right now, I wouldn't wish it on anybody. It's only going to get worse. <laughs> Better, but worse, you know, at the same time. It's going to oh. take... It's, it's like, oh, my goodness. The crushes, the boyfriend targets. I don't want to hear that. Don't want to hear that shit. Not right now. Not ever. Don't bring it around me. And if it, if it happens to happen, I need to meet the dude first. That's the way it is. If I don't prove it, I'm not going to happen. Seriously. Before we go here, you know, Lewis, if you have any other, like, thank yous or shout outs or anything like that, we'd like to give you that chance now. Um, yeah, I have all my uh, supporters, all my teammates at Hawaii Elite MMA, uh, Texas Jiu Jitsu, um, Fitness Reigns, my strength and conditioning, um, all my sponsors, uh, my, my manager, Jason House, uh, Defend Hawaii, they've been with me for a long time. Um, just everybody, you know, defend, I have so many sponsors, like Defense Soap, um, Dude, Mentum Eyewear, Skeevy Underwear, Garden of Life Raw, 
um, yep, bars. Like, I mean, I, I could go on and on, but yeah, I man, just our virus and venom, two two big ones. They they do most of my gear, but yeah, I just thank you to all of them. Thank you to everybody that sponsors me. Awesome. Well, Lewis, congrats on your recent win. Thank you very much for coming on the show, and we look forward to seeing you fight again in October. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me so much. And that was Lewis Smolka. Guys, thank you, as always, for tuning in. I want to thank Joel Rojas for setting up the interview, as well as helping me co-host. Joel, where can people reach you? On Twitter, underscore, JR double underscore, and on Facebook, at Joel Rojas. Uh, just shout out to my daughters, Ayana and Sanaya, my wife, Amy. And shout out to Lewis for taking time out of his schedule and playing his video game. Probably going to hit him up now and play a little one-on-one online, and, you know, I appreciate it. And to you and to Rob as well. Of course, thank you. And as always, make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at FunkyMonkeyMMA, make sure to follow me on Twitter at Kane E. Miller, and keep up with the site for the latest interviews, event photos, and analysis pieces. We'll see you next time. You can listen to Funky Monkey MMA Radio on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Blog Talk Radio, Player FM, Cash Roller, the TuneIn Radio app, MMAFutures.com, LoveMMA.com, MMARecords.com, and FightBookMMA.com. For the freshest news and notes on all things MMA, get over to FunkyMonkeyMMA.com. Interested in sponsoring the show? Then send an email to FunkyMonkeyMMA at gmail.com. You're listening to Funky Monkey MMA.